Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number six. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. And welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We are here to cover, this time, three chapters. Because my lovely wife went and read a chapter ahead of me. I did. Ah, I was so upset. I'm sorry. I really, I couldn't. I, I, yeah. Anyway, we are you're here. Asking, you're asking quite a lot of me. I know I am. I know I am. But I, I tell you, there's something about enjoying this because here's the situation: when we read Twilight, it was not as fun. Okay. I mean, there, I mean there, okay. I mean, do you remember there were like literally there are sometimes we went months between recording a podcast because it's like I don't know it, to get you motivated to come and record an episode not- in our schedule was kind of difficult at times. You're gonna lay all that on me, okay? okay. I'll take it. That's fine. Whatever. But there's a, there's a book, or I, I think it actually comes from Twilight. One of the characters says, "Do you ever think you ask too much of me?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I I um yeah. Anyway, so no, I I know it's a lot to ask, but I mean, you you went ahead and you read chapter twelve. I did, which is a good chapter, by the way, and and I'm glad to have. You know, I'm glad to be able to. Uh, there's no way I can keep up with you. I mean, if if you read on, I'm 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 in the dust. <laughs> you'll be you'll be. It's like I'm. I'll be reading the. You know, looking for a time when I can read the next chapter, and right. and you'll be done with a third book already. I know. So, anyway, here well, we I are. I promise I won't start the second book without you. Okay, chapter ten. <laughs> there's no promise that she's not going to read the rest of this one, though. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So. <laughs> notes yes you are i'm You're staying in notes. the moment all right so at, we're going to talk about chapters 10 11 and 12 and by the way we have two pieces of audio feedback and uh, i think awesome. we should pro- probably go ahead and play those pieces of audio feedback first okay you know just to go ahead and uh, take care of that and well, the- i'm glad because i have been um quite anxious for audio feedback so i can start to hear what other people are thinking about it because i'm loving it i I'm loving it. I know you are. And, um, well, and I'm clearly. looking for one person's feedback. And I'll, I'll see if I can find that as we're listening to Eric Fisher, who called okay. in while this was all still a secret. So, Oh, fun. Okay, here you go. This is Eric Fisher. Hey, Cliff. This is Eric Fisher. And I'm calling in for the Mean Egg Rush podcast thing, whatever that is. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I literally just tried to figure out, okay, does it, is it an acronym? Have you switched all the letters around in the real title? Is it using code words like mean, egg, and rush are sound-alike words for what the real thing is? I have no idea. I'm confused. So I'm not going to play this game anymore until you tell us what it is. <laughs> um, so cue the announcement. There you go. Bye. Cue the announcement. Cue the announcement. Well, All right. It works because the announcement came a whole week early, right? Yes. The I mean, the announcement yeah. and, and the actual launch came a whole week earlier than, than they were intended to. So. Exactly. But I, I can't respond to Eric because that message was only for you. 
Oh, <laughs> busted. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Um, I'm, now, ki- I'm, I'm kidding. Like for all of those who don't know me, I know Eric personally. I'm totally teasing yeah. him completely. In- indeed. So uh, and, and the by- next time he calls in, it will be Cliff and Stephanie. <laughs> oh, by the way, folks, if I, I keep forgetting that we have thousands of new subscribers I that know. don't know about they our entire know. network right. yet. Uh, for those of you who don't know this, I do. I do want to point out that Eric Fisher is also my co-host of another podcast that we produce here at gspn.tv called Social Media Serenity. You can find that at socialmediaserenity.com. So anyway, um, after Social Media Serenity on Thursday, um, I was talking with Eric and he's like, I have no, I I don't have any time to read another book and blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, I, I wish it was recorded because I literally took him from immediate rejection stage <laughs> and walked him through to where he actually purchased the book. Right. His next, his next voicemail, he's going to be calling in and going, hurry up, Cliff, I'm finished. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> and so, and then Andy Traub on Business Tech Weekly, it right. actually got recorded in the episode. Did it? And he, and he, it was totally his lie. I said, listen, I'm not going to do the sales process on you right now. And he's like, no, Cliff, seriously, go ahead. Try to sell me. Throw me your pitch. And, and I took him from rejection, you know, it's right. like, there's absolutely no way to, I might check it out at the library. I said, do me a favor. Go ahead. Go, go to your ahead. library right now. You put yourself on that waiting list. It, and he says, there's two copies. I said, you put your name on both of them. Now, right. does your library tell you how long of a wait you have? Well, it says it's going to be back on May 26th. And I'm like, no, that's when it's going to be back in the library for the next person on the list. Right. You might want to call your library right. because, buddy, you're not getting that book anytime soon. Nope. No, no, no. Uh, that's how it was when I uh, came back from the cruise in February and I put my name on the list. There were like 12 people ahead of me. Yeah. And each person can check out the book for three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's assuming that in, in our our library now... Um, there are many libraries in our county, mm-hmm. and so when you when I go to their website, it shows how many each how many copies each library has. Yeah, but when you're on the list, you get the next available copy. Yeah. So, like if the branch that's closest to us, both of their copies are out, but the branch across town, it comes in, then they send it. They send it across town. They send town. it across town. And then, so, but you get it for three weeks. That's assuming that everyone returns it on time. Yeah. But so it was going to be like 36 weeks before I even got my hands on that I book. <laughs> so so that that kind of led, 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 lended some credence to what I was saying. Right. And so the next step in the process was, okay, well, maybe I'll, I was like, he looked it up online. He's like, oh, I can get the first chapter for free. I said, you go ahead. And here's the thing. I said, if you make it to the last sentence, and, and there's a good chance you may not make it to the last sentence. You know, with the, the first way- half of the first chapter was was difficult. It, it, it's it, not it, difficult. To, to connect with. If you're, if you're not already invested in saying, right. I'm interested in this story. But w- here's what got him. Post-apocalyptic, Amer- you know, North right. America. Yeah. He's like, ooh. That's okay, good. tell me more. <laughs> right. Tell me more. And and I just explained the premise of the you know the rebellion yeah. and the, then what the actual Hunger Games are. Right. You know that that twelve to eighteen year olds, yeah. twenty four of them, right. fighting to the death. Yeah. That's what this story is. And he's like, okay, so that got him to go and say, I'm going to check out the first chapter. And I said, and so I, I walked him all the way through the process to where he actually clicked the buy he button and he? sent it to his Kindle. Awesome. So I, I love it. Anyway, awesome stuff. Now, you can, I'm going to give you three guesses. The first two guesses don't count against you. Okay. Who do you think the next piece of audio feedback is from? You better believe it. Here we go. (laughs) Hey, Cliff and Steph, this is Allison calling from Columbus. 
and this is for the Hunger Games. I know that's a big shock. I just wanted to call, of course, and say how excited I am that you guys are reading these books um, and sharing them on a podcast. As you know, I am a huge fan, and I could not put them down. I got obsessed, so I'm really looking forward to um, reading them again with you and enjoying them again and picking up all the little things that I skipped over in my excitement. And I love seeing everyone else in the community who's getting jazzed about the books and who's also getting hooked and can't put them down. And (laughs) apparently if we all come together at the meetup, we're all just going to sleep because we're all staying up past our bedtime to read such a great story. But thank you guys so much. I'm really excited to go on this journey again with you guys and can't wait to hear what you have to say next. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much, Allison. Awesome. That's it's so fun. Um, here's the one thing that I'm really kind of um, cautioning myself of. Yes, I am, you know, desperate to keep reading, and yes, I just want to finish and consume the book. And um, and yes, she's very angry with me for putting a I'm rain not, around her neck. No, I'm, just I'm not angry. <laughs> I know. I'm just I might kidding. be a little resistant, but I'm not angry. I know. That was but a joke. um, I know. Anyway. What I when I read Twilight, I got so stuck in that world of Forks, Washington, that really it took me like six months to come out of it. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I'm not sure I want to get stuck in Panem for six months, right? Because it's um, just the concept and what I've read so far. It's a dark place. It is a dark place. Really, really dark place. But um. It was surprisingly like Allison just finished and she's starting over to read with us, you know, and, and anyway, yeah, well, here, here's the situation. Surprisingly though, this, this is supposed to be post-apocalyptic North America and it's supposed to be science fiction and all this other stuff. Uh, this is not too far from what I think could possibly become <laughs> a reality, uh, judging by some of the way things right. seem to be going in certain areas. So. It's crazy. Crazy. Okay. It, anyway, so, chapter 10. Let's start. Chapter th- So chapter nine leaves off with, with, you know, PETA's confession that, you know, he's had a crush on this girl for quite a while and winning the games isn't going to help him any because... Yeah, she came here with me. Exactly, and of and course I, she's like, "He means me." She's she's like me. He means me. <laughs> I'm like, that's how I read it. I'm and like, then of course the every, all the cameras go to her, and this is the one moment that she did not think about her emotional reactions. Yeah, she just let it come, but it worked for her. Well, that's the thing. It is like the, the, It's like whoa, that's that's real. That, right. That shock. This is this is not scripted. Mm-hmm. This is the real deal. Oh my gosh, she didn't even see this coming. Right. You know, and she blushes, like, she turns her eyes downcast and, and it, it works and the audience buys into it. And I love Caesar. He's like, well, that is a piece of bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> no know? doubt. And uh, and just keep going on. And, you know, it'd be hard not to fall for that young lady I mean, because everybody's already taken with her. She's Katniss, the girl who's on fire. Yeah. And, and but um, and of course, Caesar is not supposed to be partial towards any one no, tribute. He's not. But he's like, man, we should pull he, her up here for to get a response. Yeah. But, but rules sadly, are rules. the rules are the rules. Right. right. So is is Caesar is, is he he's he's Ryan Seacrest, right? Is Ryan Seacrest going to play this? <laughs> no, he's not. But um, wouldn't that be cool? But no, because Caesar's supposed to be a lot older. OK, well, but, they could make Ryan Seacrest older. They 
But he's also had a lot of plastic surgery could, to not look right because exactly. So they um, could, and they wouldn't have to do no, very I much. No, I don't to think Ryan. it was. I don't they think just have to dye his hair blue right. and put some blue eyeliner on I wonder, him. Right? I wonder if this part has been cast yet. My understanding is that people all over Twitter, because if you do pound Hunger Games, yeah. I just kind of browse through that. Yeah. I try to just glance at it because yeah. I don't want to be spoiled. spoiled right. Um, but anyway, it, it seems like, you know, they. I don't know if they've wrapped up on their cast casting or if they're just continually adding new names every day. Okay. But I, I would suspect, and I don't want to go to the site. I don't want to, because no. I actually saw it says so-and-so was cast for such and such role. Right. And it's like, I haven't been introduced to that character yet. Oh, okay. You know, and so I'm staying away from that stuff. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I understand why you're doing that, but also what they're casting, it's got to come from the first book. And I'm not done with the first book. What I'm saying though, is they're actually giving names to the people that the other tributes that we're going to be introduced to. Right. And I don't even, I don't even want to know their names at this point, but not only that, but people are talking about, oh yeah, so-and-so he really kicks butt, you know? Okay. and stuff like okay. so I'm just I'm just saying All right, just staying I'm staying clear, I got I'm staying it. clear I got it. of spoilers. So I, I think I think Caesar is is partial to these two. Yeah. And he says, I think I speak for all of Panem when I say our hearts go with yours. Yep. And she's like, she's sitting there and she's like, Pete had just wiped the floor with the rest. Of it. I mean, he just wiped us off the map with that interview, mm-hmm. you know, because the whole first half was all joking and sniffing each other and, you know, getting a rise from from the crowd, from the audience. And than his confession and he's totally just wiped the rest of them out yeah and her reaction you know was real she's like oh my gosh he means me he means me and she blushes she has that like oh my gosh you know yeah. but then it is like wait a second no uh-uh yeah. poor tragic us but i know better right you know this this, this ain't is real all, right. this, is, this a is, game. All, this is a game i this was is all, just yeah. played absolutely and she attacks him yep she totally she gets off the elevator and she shoves him and he gets some scratches you know falls scratches. into scratches he gets he cuts. gets cut yeah he's pulling glass out of his hand and ouch and Heyman it's says, so graphic you, I felt that when he pulled you, that one piece out <laughs> ow it is really graphic but I love it Hamish says did you fall after she shoved me yeah she blames Hamish for the whole deal, but you made me look like a fool. And it was actually Peta's idea. Yeah, and which now he made her look like a fool. And and Hamish says, "No, you you're you don't get it. He did something for you that you can never do on your own. Absolutely, never Listen, do on your own. You no are way. sullen and hostile, and he just made you desirable." I got a question for you. What? Got a question for you. Do you think it was? Um, Peta's idea to train separately or do you think it was Hamish's idea? I think it was Peta's. Do you think so? I do. Because I could see Hamish saying, you know what? I, I already know there's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to get her to look likable on this interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can do some fancy stuff in arena. She doesn't have to talk. <laughs> but I've been around this girl. When you talk to her, it ain't happening. And so I wonder how much Hamish had to do with the idea of saying, we, you know, let's you and I brainstorm together. Otherwise, neither one of you are getting sponsorships. Right. You know, and this is a bad deal. No, I, I think that it was, I still think it was Peta's idea to to train alone. But um, 
I, I still think was, he's not playing a game. I still think that his motives are her. pure. I do. I think so too. Maybe that's just the girl even in me. After, even Maybe after that's 12. just the girl in me who wants that to be the case. But well, when I we still get into think tw- that. Well, we can talk about 12 because we're telling people gonna, right now. Right, folks, right. we're talking about 10, 11, and 12. If right. you have not read all three chapters, stop. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so so the thing is, is that he has not told them why she got an 11 yet. Right. No. It ha- I mean, he hasn't revealed nope. that. Yeah, he's going around. He's he's working think... with the careers and stuff, but he there's yeah. nothing at all so far to indicate that he has he has betrayed her. Right. Except her own mind. It, exactly. And her, of course she's always been skeptical of everyone. Of everyone I mean, the, and everything. Uh, would her life, I mean, seriously, would her life tell yeah. her any different? But anyway, back so to the star-crossed lovers from District Twelve. Yes, yeah, it's a big show. It's all in how you're perceived. Senna and Portia agree, and I love. There's a time in her room with with um, I think it's actually Portia who says, "You know, your reaction was perfect, and we all believe that you're in love with him too." Yeah. You know, and and so you played that well. Yeah, you know, um, I really like that. And so and one of them says, "Well, she's just worried about her boyfriend Peter back does. home." PETA does. He says that. Oh, that's PETA that says that. She's just worried about her boyfriend. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a boyfriend. But clearly he means Gail. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. and she knows that. So. And Heyman says, you're golden, sweetheart. She apologizes. I'm sorry I shoved you. But I love the part where she is like, will I ever stop owing him? No, because he loves you and he's always going to be looking out for you. Will I ever stop owing him? And then when she's standing there and she says, I've been made beautiful by Senna's hands, desirable by Peta's confection, tragic by circumstance, yet unforgettable. Yep. Unforgettable. Yep. So that night they say their final goodbyes because they're off to the arena in the morning. Mm -hmm. And Effie has tears in her eyes. It's been such an honor to (laughs) And, and and so, but she's required by law, though. <laughs> something awful. And she's like, well, maybe this will pi- finally be the year that I get promoted yep. to, to a, a better district. To a, to a, yeah. And it's like, you know, something better than this district. <laughs> right. Required by law to say something awful. I yep. love that. So Hamish's final advice is to distance yourself from the others. As soon as the gong rings, distance yep. yourself from the others and find water. Yep. And Peter says, do you have anything else? Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. No, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. All right. Cliff is not allowed to sing on podcasts. No, I'm not. Although so I will break out in song every now and then. I know. And Depends I'll on kick how much cough time. syrup I've had. <laughs> so um, she, she's cleaning Sorry. off. The, yeah, she's cleaning off the makeup from, you know, from the evening. And um, but she leaves the flames on her nails to remind the audience that she is. Yeah. You know, the girl who was on fire. So she starts thinking, you know, she's hoping that there'll be some trees so that she can uh, elude everyone. Right. She cannot sleep at all. She's totally consumed with with, you know, they're going to the arena tomorrow and this becomes even more real than it is now. Her room begins to feel like like a prison. She can't breathe. She's starting to hyperventilate. I need air. I'm going to start throwing things again, (laughs) which I love her. I so relate to her. I so relate to her quick tempered. I mean. When I was when I was eighteen and I left my dad's house and I, this this was me this was I was I was quick tempered I was you know um, cautious of everyone's behavior and I've done a lot of growing in the last you know fifteen and a half years but but this was me and I relate to her I so get her 
still I want to throw things sometimes, you know, but um, I love that. I need air. I'm going to start throwing things again. Yeah. So she goes up to the roof. Mm-hmm. And then Peta is up there, and yeah. they have some kind of conversation, which I can't even remember that conversation. But um, anyway, they I don't remember. I don't remember all of it either. But but it's about it, it, it's he talks about you know not wanting to disgrace himself. He wants to die as himself, not right. as you know um, a hunter or you know, he doesn't want to go against who he is. He wants to. Um, find a way to show the gamekeepers that he's not just a pawn in their game, you know, that, that he is a person, right? you know, and, and I like that there, there is a dignity in that. I think, mm-hmm. um, I really like that. But so they have their last conversation on, on the roof. And when they go to, she goes to breakfast in the morning, he's not there. Mm-hmm. And, um, Gets ready for the, you know, gets ready for the transport to to the thing. The hover, I love the ladder on the hovercraft glues them with a the current, you know, yeah. like they can't, they can't jump they can't or, let go. yeah. Um, they put a tracker in her neck. I, I wasn't it in the neck. I didn't pay you? attention to where they put the tracker, but they put the tracker her, under her skin. Under her skin. Yeah. They definitely injected it in her and um, so that they can always find her mm-hmm. in the arena. Um, it's funny because once, like, when we get into chapter 11 and, there she's you know describing what it looks like it's hard for me to to um i have to i have to really remind myself that they're in a man-made arena you know with cameras all around and everything else but it looks like they're in the wide open forest so it is it is a man-made arena well there's a whole you know the the whole underground was the you know, that, they ascended out of the ground. No, I know and, that, but is the? I mean, I. I mean, that's what I thought. Because see, here's what I think. Because okay. they are. Go ahead. I think that the arena, it, you know, they have this entire space, mm-hmm. and it's got, you know, I don't know what you what kind of barriers it's got around a cert, at yeah, a certain pot, yeah. spot. But I don't see this as an indoor arena at all or okay. anything like that. Because she's walking for a f- full day. Right. Eventually, you're going to run out of arena space. Okay. But yeah, she they're in the catacombs underneath. But that's not the catacombs. I, I don't think of the catacombs being like underneath where the tree where she slept. Oh, yeah. No, neither you know, do that, I. Sh- by that part, you know, the catacombs, she's, she's went out of that open, okay. the, the actual beginning of the arena. And and she's in the surrounding environment that that is a part of okay. this games. I still think it's man made. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, or it's definitely like, definitely set up in a way. That, I mean, yeah, they well, they, they they've certainly planted poisonous berries yes. and stuff like that. I, I think they've gone out of their way to actually, you know, to to, to modify the mm-hmm. landscape. Obviously, but. I don't think that this entire uh, this right. entire place where they are playing the games is all 100% manufactured just for this version of the games. Right. I okay. Know. I don't I know. know. I so had, anyway, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. All anyway. right. I that that's how I thought of it. Well, because I mean, there are cameras everywhere. Well, like, the, the they, cameras. I kind of, in my mind, as I'm thinking, are they like floating little hovercraft? <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You've got the magical hi- hovercraft that reaches down with a little pincher and pulls people off the field, right? right? So 
I, I'm thinking, yeah, they the the cameras are just flying around. You, this is this is science fiction, futuristic kind of stuff. Look yeah. at some of the other things they've told us about. So yeah, I'm thinking about uh, camera. I mean, gosh, we could do that today. We could. You know, they they've they've got those little things, um, little fans on a little circuit board, and you can attach an iPhone to it. Yeah. And and by golly, you can even you can do aerial photography uh, or video with your iPhone okay. right now today. All right. So it doesn't take too much for no. me to think about them okay. having precision moment movement. I have a camera. hard time um, going into like with my mind going into futuristic. You know. Oh okay. I I get I get stuck in what I know. You yeah. know what I know. Um, well, that's what, that's what bothers me with Fringe. Can I just say something real quick? And <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Although last night, um, well, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess. Spoiler. It, no. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, is okay. Let's just okay. How about this? You, you're How supposed about we to talk about the laundry room. <laughs> okay, you're supposed to be in the future, 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 but then all of a sudden you're using a phone that was just introduced last week, right? You know, One and Tree a, Hill did that um, many seasons ago. They did a flashback uh-huh. to before the iPhone was released, but the character had an iPhone. Yeah, see things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like continuity people. <sighs> anyway. But um so I love that or I'd love I, I thought it was interesting that what the gamekeepers call the launch room, which is where they go, you know, before they're brought up into the arena, the rest of Panem calls the stockyard. Yeah. You know, where where they're basically their children head off to slaughter. Mm-hmm. And um and I think it's absolutely disgusting that the games sites are made historic sites and that people can vacation there and visit where each person to, i just think i think it's disgusting yeah these people are sick yeah they are truly sick people well and you think you think this is this just can't be real people can't really do this and i'm thinking but you I know think this is can. this is rome yeah, I, absolutely it, this absolutely. is rome. this is this is gladiator mm-hmm. days I, mean, I read um how is it any different i read uh many years ago mark of the lion series by um francine rivers and and that the, the, they have you know where they would send you know um, people into the into the arenas into the games they would you know fight each other or um, be at, eaten to death by lions or you know I I read that and I you know it, it's the same thing it is it's just their children mm-hmm. and I think that maybe that's the part that I can't get over right yeah yeah. Um, so Cinna remembers the pen that Madge gave her. Yeah, and you know what? This gets me thinking that that this pen is going to be something very. It's it's going to mean something in the future. Okay, it's her token from home. No, but yeah. I mean it's it's going to have it's going to be a a key element in the okay. plot of how something it's going to be a it's going to be used in a turning point somehow. Is All what right. I'm thinking. I don't know if she's going to use it as a weapon or if it's going to be used to save somebody's life. You know or something it, okay. it just i'm thinking this pin you think they've is, just mentioned it too much oh yeah to not by this important. point yeah right. this this pin is is becoming an, a, a key right. element in the story right it's almost the the pin is a character at this point <laughs> okay okay I, yeah all right it, uh, yeah so anyway so, so uh she, i could be dead in an hour she realizes that you know hey within an hour from right now i could literally be dead yep and, and, and it sinks in and uh Cinna says good luck girl on fire mm-hmm and ladies and gentlemen, let Whoa. the seventy fourth Hunger Games begin. Yep. And so there we go. We are now finished with chapter ten, and we are going to move into chapter eleven. 
which uh, they are required to stay there for 60 seconds as they are elevated up into the arena. When, on the Once they're in the arena, yeah. they have to stay on the thing for 60 seconds or they'll explode. Isn't they'll, that what like, I said? Okay. You said as they okay, go so. into, but but okay, anyway. Or they'll, they'll blow up. They, yeah. yeah. The, the minefields are yeah. turned on until after after 60 seconds. Yeah, not cool. All right. Um, she sees a, a... A bow and arrow. A bow and arrow, yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, a, a bow and a quiver full of arrows, yeah. right? And uh, that's mine. That's meant for me. I'm going to make a run for it. And she's totally positioning herself to run for it. In spite of what and uh, then Peter uh, Hamish just said. <laughs> right. And then she gets a glimpse of Peter and he shakes his head no. Mm-hmm. And she loses, she gets distracted and she loses seconds and she can't go after it now. Yeah. So she just goes for this uh, backpack and a couple other small items and a piece uh, of plastic. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. And um, th- then all of a sudden there's a there's a boy who's wrestling her for this. For the backpack. The, the boy from District 9. And he spits blood at her. Ew. And I'm like, what is this? And then all of a sudden we realize that he's just been attacked from attacked. behind. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a knife in his back. Ew. And so yeah. uh, she, she grabs takes the off kni- running. She, she grabs take- the bag. She's got the plastic and she grabs the knife. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. No, she grabs the backpack and she takes off running. That's right. Okay. And the girl from District 2 launches a knife at her. She pulls the backpack up to protect her head and it sticks in the bag and she thinks, thanks for the knife. Yes. So she got the knife that way. That's right. That's how she got the knife. And so she she takes off running for quite a while. She passes the water. Well, the water was right there in the open. Right. Yeah. The lake was was right there. So The one thing she didn't know, however, though, is that she had in her backpack a bottle. Yes. That she could have put some water in. Yeah. Well, but, but there was really no time in. Anyway. No, had she stayed there any longer, she would have been dead too. Right. But um, so she jogs for hours. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. If, when you're water. jogging for hours, running for your life, it, it, you can't. That all can't be indoor. Okay. You know. All right. Yeah. It just. I just can't imagine that. Okay. So I think it's a real environment outside, but they have. There are barriers at one point. Okay. Or maybe they don't need barriers because they're all being tracked. Maybe. But I would have hmm. to think they would have barriers because if you went on and on and on for days, you how do you keep these people corralled enough that they could hunt each other? Right. So. All right. Anyway. So she sees a rabbit and she says, it's good to see you, <laughs> which means she'll be able to find food. Yeah. Um, they shoot cannons off every time a tribute dies. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, counts off the counts off the shots and there are 11 dead the first day so there are 13 left 13 yeah look and, at that. Uh, see look at me yeah. doing math right look at here you doing math and um 11 dead the first day and she wonders about Peta. Mm-hmm. you know did did he make it was is he one of those first to go and um and she waits till at night when they show the bat signal i mean the uh, actual <laughs> display in the sky that's what i thought <laughs> i think of the bat signal yeah but only uh, in full color and, right, and stuff right. like that however they're doing that with their technology but uh yeah. Pretty pretty neat technique. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the special effects. Which is and how another they reason that I think it's things. an enclosed space. No. Which is another reason that because they all have to be close enough yeah, to see but, the Yeah, but see the thing is that's why I think it, it when you say enclosed space, I'm I hear I, I'm thinking You're it, thinking it's, it's they like have a the barrier. Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, thinking No, not that like I, the Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, uh, well, the Cincinnati Zoo. But the thing is, you couldn't run for days or for hours. 
No. I mean, I could run from one end of the Cincinnati Zoo, and I'm not a fast well, runner. <laughs> and I could run from one end of the Cincinnati Zoo to the other end. No, no maybe. Okay. What I'm think when I think of this, I'm yeah. thinking Disney World. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I've been Disney there World. multiple times and never seen the whole thing. Right. So. Yeah, and 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 I'm talking about all. I'm talking about not just the the or, paths. Or like, I'm talking what, about the, the land that they. What's own. the other one that like the Animal Kingdom? Yeah. <laughs> like. Well, that's a part of Disney World. That's what I'm saying. So but I'm talking, talking about, about the, whole, the entire like, swamp land surrounding okay. it and everything. Yeah. Everything that they own. I think that there's an ultimately a barrier. Yeah, I which think they it's a large go. a large space. But, but it, I do still think that it, it's it's. I think it's natural, and okay. I and I think it's it, it's out it's outdoors, and and that a majority of everything has grown all of its own, and okay. they chose that spot. All right, they went out. They go out each year seeking yeah, out. Yeah, but it just seems like they're they're going to begin to run out of spaces if this is the seventy fourth Hunger Games. And yeah, I don't know how. I don't know if they reuse them because or not. it's not in the districts. Well, the thing is, is you're saying that they the the old ones are still places. So yeah. there are seventy three historic sites. She so there's seventy three other places that they could go, and and from what and it's not all. Does it all? The, the games don't all have to happen in the capital, right? They're they're happening. Well, they somewhere traveled else. a distance from the capital. Yeah, but I'm saying that. I mean, you got all you got the entire United States. You, there's a lot of places you can go, right? Like, yeah, uh, or yeah, North yeah. North America. North America. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So anyway, um, they show the images in the in the sky of those who right. who didn't make it past the first day and um, overwhelmed she, with thoughts of yeah. Peter. Now that she knows he's not dead, she she's just thinking about him and what did he do and you know where did he go and I do not want I will not have the unpleasant task of killing him. Yeah, and then she goes on about the fact that you know she, she needs, water. needs water and. You know, is what the if, lake the only source of water? Exactly. And then she's like, you know, I need to eat something. But she doesn't want to eat a rabbit yet. Uh, well, she doesn't have a rabbit she, yet. Oh, okay. Was she that in the caught, next chapter? She hasn't caught the rabbit yet. Oh, okay. Uh, but she doesn't want to eat her bread yet. She's got some crackers, bre- uh, crackers mm-hmm. in her in her bag. Uh, but anyway, dried beef. So she's exactly, and so she's eating the uh, bark of a pine tree yeah, like the inside the soft bark which i think is just disgusting she we, built herself in the tree to go to sleep yeah why don't yep. we have a list of, did you not make a list of the things that she had in her bag no okay well then let's she talk had about the funky looking glasses yeah so she had funky glasses i want to say that i think those glasses are not just sunglasses because i want to say that i believe they're not either okay what do you want to say i think they're night vision glasses <laughs> you oh you think they're night yeah, vision i do Oh, I didn't think about that. I know. But I was thinking. They got to see at night. Yeah. Somebody has to have the advantage of hunting someone at night. Yeah. So that that's exactly. Uh, there's something science fiction futuristic yeah. related to these glasses. These glasses are not sunglasses. Right. And I think, you know, I don't know if maybe if you put them on, you actually, if they're x-ray vision okay. or, you know, night vision would right. be good or. If x-ray you, vision. Or <laughs> it's like it's like the airport. Scheme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you could actually see where people's weapons, weapons are, are or something right. like that. Or if you put them on, you actually it, it helps you actually see, you know, different colors, you know, when you're looking at the uh, landscape. Yeah. And, and that is actually a hint as to where things so could you be think found. Sci-fi. I yeah. just think they're night vision. Goggles. 
Okay. <laughs> That's all. You you think more sci-fi than I do. Yeah. I, I think they're simple. It's something we know. Okay. And easy enough. So anyway, so she's she's got the stuff. Okay, so time to time to you know find a place for the evening and um. They show the pictures on the sky. They do. Yeah, she oh she's up in a tree. She finds she, herself, she built herself in the tree. Yeah, she's built it into the tree, which and, was really smart. Yeah, well, we find out the next chapter. But I mean, even before I find out in the next chapter, I'm thinking that's really smart. Well, yeah, I'm that that's I wouldn't have thought to belt myself to the tree. I would have just rolled and fallen to the ground and yeah. died myself. Well, it's but, hard for me to imagine belting myself to a tree because I can't imagine a belt holding me in a tree. Okay, I'm but just she saying. weighs like 90 pounds. I, know. I mean, like she's... But that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it just yeah. wouldn't have come across right. my mind. <clears throat> so, so they show the, the pictures in the sky. Um, one career died on the first day, which she didn't expect because usually all the careers make it through the first day. Yeah. Um, clearly, the... the, uh, the um, the pictures have shown that that Peta was not one yep. of the first to go, and so now she's explaining away her emotions, her conflict. You know, well, if I die, I want him to win because it'll be better. You know, and it'll be better for my family. It'll be better for my family and my district, and you know, and all these. But um, I think there's more to her feelings for him than she's letting herself. Absolutely. You know, which makes sense because she's still under the impression that she's going to die here. Yeah. You know, and um. And, she's and so, very happy that Rue made it. Very, very glad that Rue made it. Um, I am a stone's throw away from the biggest idiot in the games. Yes, this the girl, girl who built the fire. And, I mean, but you got to think she's freezing. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have the sleeping bag is the other thing that is uh, in mm-hmm. um, Katniss's pack. Yeah. And uh, and so it reflects her body heat. So it's keeping her warm. Mm-hmm. But this girl's freezing. And so she built a fire and they find her. And, yeah. and well, that, she's done. As soon as they built the fire, she yeah. built the fire. She's done. They, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Doesn't Katniss even say something like, you know, hey, look at me. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. like it's a signal to. Pretty much. Her, yeah. So, and um, so the careers stop right at her feet. They're like 10 feet away from her. And um, she's silent silent and then she hears Peter's voice yes so he's with them and that's where stephanie should have stopped and that's where i should have stopped <laughs> but, but i did. couldn't because just like when i read the last sentence of the first book yeah. i was like there's no way i cannot go on mm-hmm. there, i mean there is no way yeah. i could read that last sentence and not immediately read the next chapter okay and that's how i felt when i read yep and so you and read. And there it was. It was Peter's voice. So here we are now 37 minutes into this oh, episode. Come on. And we are going to cover yet another chapter because we want to move forward. We do. All right. So thank goodness I strapped myself in. She almost fell out. But she it, almost fell out. I she's mean, suspended by her belt and her feet wrapped up around the... The bag, which are still in the sleeping bag. She put the bag at the bottom of the sleeping bag. Yeah. And so she's holding it with her feet. And um, I, I can imagine that I would lose my balance and fall out. Had I heard his voice at that moment? Yeah, she you know? was not expecting to hear Peter's voice teamed up with the careers. Not at all. No, this Be- this boy, yeah. th- th- boy, he has a strategy way beyond what I thought he had. And, exactly. And here I thought I had him figured out, and and he, I don't. He's sneakier right. than I thought. So they're calling him Lover Boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, kind of what they've. Uh, um, yeah, and and he's gone and nicknamed him, and she notices he, he's obviously been through a couple fights yep. with some other people. Uh, he's, he's or did they just beat him? I don't know. 
Oh, so do you think they beat him, but they're leaving him they alive? Kind of, I think they kind of beat him into submission and they're leaving him alive to find oh, her. Oh, so the, yeah, because obviously they I could think. have killed him. And right. the fact that he's limping makes, I mean, it doesn't make him a good partner for them to run with him for hunting. Right. So, oh. But I also think that maybe they caused the limping to keep him from running. Yeah, yeah. Does that make so he, so basically, here's the situation. I didn't think about this. They're but using him. He didn't join up with them. No. He was about to lose his life. And they're like, wait a second. Wait a minute. Yeah. This, this can work the, to our advantage. Yeah, this is the only way we're going to get that number 11 girl. Right. You, I saw her face. She blushed. Yep. You know? That's right. We're going to yeah. use we're him gonna to get to him. her. This is not This is not even talk about strategy. killing him. This is theirs. They even talk about killing him, but it's our only way to the girl. It's our only way to the girl. And yep. so, but, but she doesn't, she doesn't catch on to all of this the way we do. She says, you know, the careers are hated by the other districts. How could he, he had the gall to talk about disgrace. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Now I want to kill him myself. Which I am going to hunt him down and kill him myself. <laughs> she just, I mean, she's smart, but she is just not thinking about the potential Mm-mm. that this boy really could love her. And so, you know, the thing I I think at this point, Why there's the, no question. She doesn't she doesn't come from a very, you know, loving mm-hmm. place either. But um, so so obviously he we've just discussed, he's her, their best chance of finding her. They have to find the girl who got the 11. Yeah. I mean, really, but he hasn't told her, but he anything. hasn't told her. I love She's processing the fact that, number one, she's a threat. Mm-hmm. She didn't think that she would be a threat, that the careers would see her that way. But um, but she is. Yep. And number two, Peta hasn't given them that information. And then she's like, okay, why hasn't? Because, well, that's a part of his strategy, too. Right. I, why doesn't she just... Sometimes it's it was the same thing when I was reading Twilight. I just wanted to take Bella and shake her and say, <laughs> why are you so dense, girl? Yeah. And, and I'm kind of feeling that way about Katniss now. I'm like, why, why does that not even... Maybe I'm just too much of a girl. And I just want there to be a love story so bad that that I'm making it up in my mind. But I'm oh, like, come on. why it's doesn't clearly she, written all over this book so far? Why doesn't she come to that conclusion on her own? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Child. Then we have the Lara Croft moment. I love when she actually. Well, first, let's say let's do point out the fact that actually Peta does go back and finish off the girl at the fire. She does. But I mean, it's kind of something that he's required to do, and I imagine that. He maybe did it more out of pity for this girl to put her out of her right. mystery that she they thought At she was dead. At that point, it would have been mercy rather than yeah, yeah. Then to just leave her there right. to die a slow death. Right. So I don't know. I, I think everything's still fine with him. Um. And so they they finally leave, and she comes down off the the tree. Now she's like, you know, the cameras probably haven't had a good angle for me up here in the I've tree. Been in the tree. So I'll tell you what, I know I'm getting some camera time. Right. You know, they've been looking for me. Yeah. And I can only imagine what what uh, Claudius is saying about the fact that, you know, here they and the audience is thinking that, oh, my gosh, she was there. Right. And she heard him. Yeah. She knows that he's with them. And so so she does what she, every good girl would do. She turns her head in their direction. Yeah, she is she, almost kind of looking straight into the uh-huh. camera and does a big old sm- she smile. She plays it up. I just, and I I'm like that. And I'm thinking Lara Croft from the to- Tomb Raider right. kind of smile, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole image that I get with her with the braid down her back. And you know, anyway, yeah. but... Um, Do you think Angelina Jolie will play Katniss? No, Katniss has already been... <laughs> I know, I'm just <laughs> She's joking. way too old. Come on, she's 16 I'm, years old. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you are. Besides, Katniss has been... Um, 
cast, cast. already. So. I know. Showing the sponsors that I can hunt. Uh, she she's that ne- orange backpack. You know, she's got to do out something. Like a sore thumb, so she she um, camouflages it. Well, no, she her- doesn't. Yeah, she's looking for a place to camouflage. She it. knows that she needs to. Yeah, that's yeah. top priority today. Right. That and water. And water. Yep. So, um, but you already mentioned Claudius dissecting the you know Peta's yeah. behavior and her reaction. Yeah, and excuse me, and I, I just, I think that all of that is so fun. I don't I do. know about you, but my mouth was getting dry as I was reading yeah. this this chapter. Yeah. I'm like, really? I need water now. Yep, I need water now. So Hamage could send me water. Yes, and she starts to get quite angry with him. Mm-hmm. How dare him not take care of me? I, I just need water. And yep. then she starts to think, well, why wouldn't he? Well, I must be close. Because he knows that I'm close. Yeah. She's like, I know I have sponsors. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's no question. Yeah. I mean, even if he did that, yeah, I could have lost sponsor. He could have done that. No, no I've got I've sponsors. I've got them. Right. And so why uh, well, I love that she was like, I need to show them that I can hunt. I can stay alive. Yeah. So she, but she, she gives grabs in, her. She, you don't have her rabbit written down. I don't have she, the rabbit she written She goes, down. grabs a rabbit. Yeah. She eats raw Well, rabbit. I did. I said, no, she doesn't. She roasts it over the coals <gasps> from you're the right. dead girl's fire. That's right. She did. Yeah, she didn't eat it raw. Yeah, that's you're you're correct. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> well, of course I'm correct because I I'm me. Twice. <laughs> because I read it once for myself and twice to take notes. Um, I I just I she's giving in to the to the dehydration. Yeah. You know she and she falls on her she face. Says, oh, this is a lovely place to die. This I is smell a great the place smell to of die. the lilies and. You're right, and mm, I love mud. I love mud. Mud, mud. Yeah. I must be close to water. Yes, indeed. I love that. I just I and that's the note that I wrote down was I love mud. And so oh she had <laughs> so not only did we find out that the the jug for the water it wasn't just like a little twenty ounce water bottle no, it was like half it, gallon. No, it's half gallon, right? And the iodine is used to purify the water. To purify the water, and she Smart. had to wait, and she drank and drank and drank and yeah, drank some more. And uh, so it, it's evening. She's finding a place to camp for the night. No one died today. No, no one. No one died today. Um, and then she she dozes off. And she's awakened by a, a stampede. stampede of feet. Yes. Yes. And it's hard to miss the wall of fire descending on me. Yes. And so this wall of fire, here's the situation. It is nighttime. It's nighttime. There's feet. And fire. And fire. And so the fact that it's feet makes you think that it's the careers. Okay. With PETA. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess there could be other people that have teamed up. You okay. Know, but, but, yeah. But I'm thinking it's the careers. Have you read okay. any further? Stephanie, what chapter are you on? Seriously. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I knew you read more. I plead the fifth. Whatever. Whatever. Hey. Yeah. There's a wall of fire descending on me. Uh-huh. Anyway, folks, that's another episode. Oh, come on. Stephanie already knows what's happening next. I don't. Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. <laughs> I have to reread chapter 13 and, and take notes. All right. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. If you were to call in on our voicemail feedback hotline, don't be surprised if it's a couple weeks before you hear it. 
but we do enjoy getting your feedback. So we give do. us a call at 859-795-4067. It won't be a couple weeks for us to get it. Oh, no, we'll, we'll, get, get, it, it right we'll get it right away. <laughs> it just might be in like book two, yeah. chapter nine or something like that. That's not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Give us a call, 859-795-4067. Hey, there's a group where you can discuss uh, different parts of the uh, story with other people in our gspn.tv community just head over to gspncommunity.com again gspncommunity.com there's an entire discussion group set up for the Hunger Games not only that but uh, we encourage you to please tell all of your other friends that you know that love the Hunger Games that you've convinced to read the Hunger Games to actually go over to the Hunger Games podcast.com and then finally one other thing is is that we encourage you to Check out all of our other shows that we produce. We have a lot of shows that we produce here at gspn.tv. Head over to gspn.tv forward slash shows. S-H-O-W-S. And until next time, my friends, we encourage you to stay alive and (laughs) join. join. (laughs) You got that? I did. That was funny. All right. Join the community. (laughs) 